Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. this welcome. is the Rich Eisen Show. Now. Oh my God. You beat Ohio State last year. Oh my God. Do you have the same drive to beat them this year? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I can't even think about it. I'm jumping out of my skin over that possibility. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests ESPN NFL analyst Robert Griffin III, 49ers general manager John Lynch. ESPN host and broadcaster Chris Fowler. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, yes it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. It is, in fact, September the 1st. We have reached the month, finally, in which the National Football League 2022 season will begin. It will begin one week from tonight, right here in Los Angeles, California, which is right now... A billion degrees. So we're we're here on a uh, a hot day uh, in September and uh, a hot day on the show, figuratively, literally. Uh, yeah, good to see is. everybody right here on YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. It is also the month in which this show will, at some point, and we will give you a date once that is in fact certain, this show will start streaming on the Roku channel for free this very month. Roku devices. Everybody's got the Roku channel for free if you've got a Roku device on a smart TV from Samsung. It is free. It is free on an Amazon Fire TV. The Roku channel is also available on the Roku app, which can be downloaded for free and be watched for free. The Roku channel.com is also on your desktop or laptop. That's free there as well. The keyword is free, as is today's program right here on our YouTube stream or this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio affiliate or on Odyssey. We say hello to everybody who downloads this in a podcast form through the Cumulus Podcast Network. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this very busy day. Good to see you over there, Christopher. Rich, what's up? Good to see you. You're all buttoned up. You're all buttoned up. You were unbuttoned. You were unbuttoned like Elliot Gould in Ocean's (laughs) Eleven for the pre-show. And uh, now that we're on, yeah, now yeah, that we're yeah, on the yeah, air, yeah. very good. That's how I drive to work in the morning. I'm good buttons. to see you yeah. over there, Mike Del Tufo's hey! back in his chair. Hey! Don't blink; he's not here tomorrow, apparently. No, I mean, one night only. All right, and TJ Jefferson, good to see you over okay. there. So uh, basically, you're saying it was free earlier. That's what I'm saying. It was free, like that, zero plus zero equals zero. That is correct. That's okay, the way it goes. Good to see you over there. Same to you. Uh, you know what's not free. <laughs> Uh, Russell Wilson's oh. quarterbacking services. That comes with a price tag. Cha-ching. Let's ride. I love it. You're all Russell Wilson now that you drafted him in your Wilson, fantasy man. league. Yeah. As, of, as of a few days ago before you drafted him, you could care less. Uh, although, you've been, now, although you have been high on the Denver Broncos ever since he was acquired Absolutely. by the Denver Broncos. Absolutely. It was It was essentially the first major shot fired of the non-playing season. In March, way back in the day, way back in the day, in the hell-going-on month of March where everything broke loose and all sorts of craziness happened in free agency, the acquisition by the Broncos of Russell Wilson was highly expected. Uh, Russell Wilson's trade was highly expected out of Seattle, and it arrived, and it happened in Denver on the same day, by the way, that the Seattle Seahawks also wound up releasing Bobby Wagner. It was a a dark day for the 12s that day, but a bright, sunny day in Broncos country. And now Russell Wilson will enter his first game as a Denver Bronco 
Well, he was already a very rich man and a very wealthy man, both in um, in treasure as well as life. Um, he enters his first game as a Denver Bronco with a new five-year contract extension worth $245 million. <laughs> that keeps him signed through the 2028 season with the Denver Broncos. Seven seasons, in case you need to do the math. He is currently a 33-year-old man who will turn 34 in November. So, Russ, it looks like you could say, and you're, I'm seeing this in articles as well, uh, he will finish his career as a Denver Bronco. Unless he wants to do what Aaron Rodgers appears to be doing and what Tom Brady has done, play into his 40s, which means a guy who has already gotten multiple new contracts and just got another one. I mean, if he wants it, he can play into his 40s and get yet more money, and he is ready to roll, let's ride, as he says, in Denver. And no less over the next seven years, a uh, no less than a Super Bowl. Will this be considered the ultimate success? Obviously, that's the ultimate success, but... He, he he clearly has landed in a new spot where he is loved and he has been showered with a remarkable contract and also has a bunch of young players around him that we will now see. This has been the conversation all non-playing season, but now that he has been pizzayed and is the second highest paid player on an annual basis in the NFL, just a few hundred thousand dollars behind Aaron Rodgers, 50.3 million bucks. Now it's all on Russ's shoulders to see how he can shoulder the burden in a new spot with a whole bunch of new players in a system that clearly is being based around him. The concept of him being allowed to cook is over. It's his kitchen. It's his ingredients. It's his shopping list. It's his world. It's his Instacart, it's his Uber Eats, whatever you want to call it. This is his world. He has now been acquired by a team that is going to let him cook in the manner in which he wants. Everything has been set up for him. And now we see how he will ride in Denver. And it will be a remarkable feeling for him on the first Monday night of the season when he is in a Bronco uniform for a game that counts for the first time, and he will be in the visitor's locker room of the place where he built his legend in Seattle. What a spot. And he will go in feeling great about his new spot. And, I mean, I don't know if he's going to have the same feeling as Baker Mayfield says he kind of has but didn't really say he has about Effing up his former team? I mean, Russ is going in with the fullest of the headest of steams. And I can't wait to watch it. Because it's a division that, you know, a remarkable concept. If you remember when Aaron Rodgers apparently won it out of Green Bay and the idea was, why would he want to go to the division where Patrick Mahomes lives? when he can just dominate the North anywhere he's going to stay for the rest of his career. And Russ has the assignment of going into the deepest end of the NFL pool in the AFC West. And I still think this is the Raiders division. I know this is raining on a Broncos parade. 
But I still think this is the Raiders division, despite their offensive line concerns. Because there's still a lot for Russell Wilson to put together. And if he can put it together this year, after getting the trade from Seattle that clearly he's been wanting for a while, and landing in a spot that generationally enriches him again to the tune of almost $50 million a year, and if he's able to put it all together like that, it would be similar. Not exact, because the Super Bowl's not in Denver, and he's also not 43 years old. It would be just like Tom Brady leaving a spot where he left after a very long time to go to a new spot, a new place, learn a new way of life with a new cast and a new coach, and go ahead and tell the fan base, I'm here. Guess what? That's a Lombardi. That would be a remarkable run for Russell Wilson, and it's right there for the Denver Broncos, and I can't wait to watch it play out. One other thing to point out about this contract. Yes, it is for $245 million. That's a lot of money. That's 10 more than the Deshaun Watson contract. 15 more, as a matter of fact. 15 more. One five more. But it's $165 million guaranteed, which means that we have now seen not one, two contracts signed by top-notch elite quarterbacks, as many people believe Russell Wilson, and yes, Kyler Murray, despite his late-season struggles and still no playoff wins. It's still a fantasy football world, and people ascribe to Kyler Murray elite status. That's now two contracts that have been signed by top-notch quarterbacks with huge price tags to it that are not fully guaranteed like the Cleveland Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. How will that play out with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Because in the same way that Russ is going into the season, well, my contract's taken care of. I know where I am the rest of my career. I know where my family's going to be sitting the rest of my career. I know how I'm going to enter this season with a clear mind and a full heart and can't lose. Lamar Jackson has a different drum beat. I understand. He can still go into the season and still dominate without a new contract. But how is that going to play out? Because that's not one but two contracts now. Where the NFL is saying, or two teams in the NFL is saying, yeah, that deal that the Haslam's gave Deshaun Watson, we're not doing that. And two top-notch quarterbacks saying, okay. Okay. Kyler Murray with $189.5 million in guaranteed money. $165 million of it guaranteed to Russ. And Russ is like, okay, that's good enough for me. And I already saw on Twitter some agents or an ad agent saying, you know, there'll be uh, that that's that's leaving money on the table that the rest of the league appreciates in the mm. front offices. But other players will be like, what's up with that? As if Tom Brady never took a hometown discount his entire career. Hey. And I know agents might be pissed off that the Haslam's did something and now the good times are going to roll for everybody else. But guess what? Haslam's did it. And the rest of the league is like, they're ridiculous. We're not doing that. And two top-notch quarterbacks have said, okay. And just when we thought, remember Kirk Cousins signed for all that guaranteed money? 
in um, in Minnesota are like every other contract is going to be fully guaranteed, and we haven't seen that. We didn't see that. That was the outlier. Maybe, just maybe, the Haslam's are sitting out there on an island with their guy on an 11-game suspension, I might add, and a non-told contract sitting there with the first of his seasons in Cleveland potentially broken. We'll see how it plays out. But I found that very interesting. And it's a new ownership. They came straight off the Walmart truck into Denver. And even they understand what the rules of the business that they've chosen in the new organization membership that they have gained in the National Football League. Yeah, okay, so let's just take a look at all the way things have been done here. Hey, Russ. They could have easily scratched 231, 232, George just Payton's, to make it a little bit more. Peyton's still the general manager there, okay? He's a football guy that's been there through different ownership reigns, but the owners could be like, the Walmarts could be like, so the Haslam's guaranteed all that money? Well, just do that for us, because we'll just, wait a minute, let me look under the cushion here. Yeah, there it is. Here's that money. We'll just do that. Oh, yeah. These people could scratch that escrow jack in two seconds. That escrow check. They, they got just, the money. They just don't know how to pronounce the commissioner's name. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> they would They would call up Commissioner Goodle and say, hey. Uh, <laughs> Ralph Goodle. <laughs> Commissioner Goodle. Um, yeah, I know you might not be happy with us, but. And he'd be like, okay, I'm just the commissioner here. I work for you. Go ahead and Google the way you can pronounce Goodell. Commissioner Google. I really thought like he was asking his de- device next to him. How do you pronounce the commissioner's name? <laughs> hey, Goodle. <laughs> but yes, the Broncos are new. The the, Wal- the Walmart family, the Waltons, family. They're, the family is new to this thing, <laughs> and even they get it. You don't have to guarantee all the money to the contract of your generationally talented and generationally enriched quarterback. And he'll eventually say yes. Good enough for me. Uber wealthy people do tend to be a bit stingy, right? So, the Ravens now are on the clock, and Bashadi once told Flacco, "You know, show me, and then put the bag on the desk, and I'll pay it." And he did it. And the trophy is in the case from that Super Bowl in New Orleans against the Niners. The lights went and um, and Lamar's now on the clock. So the Ravens can basically say, "Hey, I know you've won it all guaranteed, and we're assuming that's what the holdup is." He can also say, you know, the Broncos offered 245, 165 guaranteed. That could be what the Ravens are saying. And Russ has a Super Bowl win and two appearances there. So the way the contract was paid out or laid out and then will be paid out is of interest because I thought the minute that Watson got all his money guaranteed with two dozen civil suits hanging over him meant every other quarterback's going to ask for the same thing and get the same thing, and Arizona paid Murray how they paid him, and now Seattle, I mean, pardon me, the Denver Broncos are paying Russ how they're paying him, and it ain't the way that the Cleveland Browns are paying their guy. They got to also be sitting back there saying, I guess... 
That escrow check is because he wasn't coming to us unless we guaranteed every dollar. So maybe the 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 staring at the Haslam's with daggers by other teams might be less than now because the Broncos and the Cardinals have struck a blow in favor of management. We'll see what happens when the Chargers and the Bengals are on the clock after the, this playing season mm-hmm. for Herbert and Burrow. But for the moment, it's now the Ravens who are on the clock with their guy, Lamar Jackson, and we'll see how this contract sets everything up. Our show is set up this way. RG3 is going to join us in just a few minutes' time. He's now part of Monday Night Countdown on the Worldwide Leader in Sports. The 2011 Heisman Trophy winner also will talk college football with him as well as our third-hour guest. What a week. This is like a Nance-like week for our buddy Chris Fowler. Big time. Who's called not one but two victorious Serena Williams U.S. Open matches, including last night over the second-ranked player in the world, Annette Contivate. That was awesome last night. The Estonian bounced in three sets by Serena on the Ash Stadium court. With everybody there. Tiger was fist pumping. It was awesome. And Chris Fowler in the booth. And Serena's next match, third round match, is Friday. Saturday, Chris will be calling Notre Dame at The Ohio State. So that's a heck of a week for Fowler. And then I guess if Serena advances on Sunday, he'll he'll go from Columbus to Queens. From the horseshoe to Flushing Meadows. Hey, we can only hope. So um, and uh, so that'll be a great chat in hour number three. And in between, the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, the man who came up with the deal along with Kyle Shanahan, to get Jimmy Garoppolo to say as a backup quarterback to Trey Lance, John Lynch will be on this program. TJ Jefferson has the trumpets sounding in his head as Jacob DeGrom and the Mets beat the Dodgers last night in a terrific baseball game in Queens. Timmy Trumpet set the tone last night. My Yankees here in Anaheim had a, uh, a series win all set up until Garrett Cole decides to pitch to Shohei Otani with two men on and a three-run jack no. gives Otani 30 on the season and the Ooh. Yankees now are just six games up on the Tampa Bay Rays. Five in the loss going into Tampa to start September. That was a bomb Just Otani hit last night. Six <laughs> games up. And he knew it. I've got a few things to say about that conversation. And there's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take a break. RG3, Robert Griffin III from the worldwide leader in sports. When we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed back here on the rich eisen show terrestrial radio outfit as well as Odyssey and YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Love this guy um, and thrilled to see what is going on with his career at the Worldwide Leader in Sports. He is the newest member of their Monday Night Football NFL Countdown Gang. So you can watch him prior to every Monday Night Football game, halftime and post-game show with Joe Buck and Aikman in the booth and the Manning Brothers when they're doing their thing on ESPN2. Monday night is a festival and the worldwide leader in sports. And joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is ESPN analyst and the 2011 Heisman Trophy winner and the number two overall pick in the 2012 NFL Draft. Friend of the program, Robert Griffin III. How you doing, RG3? Rich, I'm doing great, man, and happy to be back on with you. And I know we wanted that run-rich-run event to get me back in the NFL, but it looked like it ran me all the way to Monday Night Countdown. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. It works. It's it's uh, everything is working for you, and I couldn't be happier for you, Robert. And you know you're you're terrific at what you do, and it's part of the reason why I have you on here as well. Is your your insight makes me and my colleagues here and my uh, my audience smarter. So uh, let's just jump in with the the news of the Russell Wilson contract and uh, what you think uh, of that, Robert Griffin the third. Go for it. Yeah, Rich, I, you know, my first thoughts are it's deserved, right? He deserved to get a new contract, 113 wins in his first 10 years, most by any quarterback uh, in the first 10 years of their career. He's a Super Bowl champ, right? He's a great ambassador off the field. And I think for the Broncos, they needed a quarterback that gave them instant credibility and hope. And I think you get all of those things with Russell Wilson. Uh, my only negative takeaway from the contract is that it wasn't fully guaranteed. And uh, after Deshaun Watson got the $230 million fully guaranteed with everything that he had going on off the field, um, I felt like the guys at the top, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, they should have uh, pushed to get those deals fully guaranteed so that guys after them don't have to fight that same battle that, that players have been fighting for 10, 20 years trying to get fully guaranteed contracts. So you think they have left um... – not just money on the table, but uh, colleagues uh, on the contractual battlefield. Is that what you're saying, Robert? Yes, because everyone's pointing to Lamar Jackson, right? You see the Russell Wilson deal, and you're like, all right, well, he took less guaranteed money than Kyler Murray did. Uh, he definitely took less money guaranteed than Deshaun Watson got. 
so what are you, how does that put Lamar Jackson um, in a boat all by himself fighting for a fully guaranteed deal? Uh, the way I look at it, Russell probably wanted to have a few years there where he can come back to the negotiating table. That's also a part of this. Um, but I don't think it has that much of an impact on Lamar Jackson per se because Lamar's in a field of his own, right? Unanimous MVP, only other unanimous MVP is Tom Brady. Um, he's a trailblazer. He plays the game different, sees the game different. I hope he gets that fully guaranteed deal that he's seeking. Um, but for all the guys outside of Lamar that are going to be coming up with these new contracts, the Burroughs, the Herberts, uh, those guys are now fending for themselves, hoping that Lamar gets a deal before the season starts so that they're not going into negotiations next year knowing that they're not going to get a fully guaranteed deal. Well, I guess, you know, uh, the, the question is, is why, you know, Brady left money on the table year in and year out, right? That 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 the cap uh, was always on his mind to make sure that he got uh, uh, a, a championship team giving hometown discounts to the, to the Patriots year after year after year. So, I mean... It, I guess Russ isn't the first one to leave money on the table to the detriment technically to others at the position negotiating. And so I I guess why shouldn't Russ just look out for number three is what I'm pushing back on on that conversation, Robert. Yeah, Rich, I would put it this way. If Russ was only looking out for number three, then he would have taken a fully guaranteed deal. Brady left money on the table for years and years and years, but there's a couple factors in that as well. Brady had already been paid, right? He already got his big, massive deal. So he knew at that point, listen, uh, you, know, you know, $30 million is a lot of money, guys. Like, but he's saying that $30 million can go towards other players because I've already made my money as a player. So I want to have championship teams because I'm chasing rings. These younger players, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Joe Burrow, like a Justin Herbert, they haven't been paid yet, right? They haven't been paid that big, massive lump sum salary so they're all looking to take care of themselves and the future generations and their family after them. Russell's not in that situation. So I can understand why he would take less money or not go for a fully guaranteed deal. Cause he is getting 49 million a year, right? Like he's getting a lot of money, but he didn't go for the fully guaranteed deal. Maybe because he was trying to help the rest of the roster. Maybe because he was trying to come back to the negotiating table after three years when the guaranteed money is up. Um, but the bottom line is Russell's already had a massive contract before. Uh, he's not hurting for any money. And both Russell Wilson and Tom Brady are married to very rich women. Giselle makes more money than Tom Brady does in Sierra. I don't know if she makes more than Russell, but she makes a lot of money. So that also plays. <laughs> Robert Griffin III just laying it all out there for everybody right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think is going through Trey Lance's mind right now, RG3? Well, I'm hoping Trey Lance is just focusing on what he can control <laughs> because in this situation, I feel like the 49ers did what was best for them, right? Having a guy that led you to the Super Bowl, I know everyone says he didn't lead them there. He was just on the team, but he was the quarterback, guys. He led them to the Super Bowl, and now having him as your backup, that's great insurance, right? That makes the coaches feel confident, makes the players in the locker room feel confident. If anything happens to Trey Lance, you got a guy that's already been there, done that, didn't win the Super Bowl, but got you there. That gives him a sense of confidence. For Jimmy Garoppolo, he did the best thing for himself. Right? He, there were no starting spots out there, or at least no teams wanted him to be their starter. And if he had gotten cut, uh, my understanding is that he wouldn't have made any money. So he's making more money by getting a restructure, and he's getting more money than he would have gotten on the open market as a backup, 
with incentives to play. So for Jimmy G, it makes complete sense. But obviously, I, I think this wasn't the best thing for, for Trey Lance. You know, the best thing for him would be for Jimmy to be off the team because the media is undoubtedly going to talk about uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo if he started struggling. But if Jimmy wasn't there, it would just be like maybe they should have kept him. Now Jimmy's there. So if he struggles at any point throughout the season, the media narrative is going to be that they need to play Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think that's fair to Trey Lance, but as we all know, Life isn't fair, but this isn't an ideal situation for Trey Lance going into his first year as a starter. Well, as you know, um, the management and the coaching staff of the 49ers would be, well, we, we could just keep all the noise out. We'll just create the vacuum here, and and as long as Trey understands we have a very high threshold for whatever struggles he might put on the field, then we'll all be fine. So I ask you, RG3, how realistic is that? In the 21st century, walk me through your experiences on trying to block out a lot of noise that no doubt was surrounding you in your playing days, Robert. Yeah, I mean, I think as a coach or a GM, it's it's your job to to say those things because you're just trying to let your quarterback know that you got his back. You're trying to let your locker room know, like, this is the way we're doing things. But in our 24-7 or 27-7 news hour cycle, that's not going to work. Right, because the team is constantly going to be hearing these things from the from the media. Uh, the players that are going to be constantly hearing these things from the media. The coaches are going to be as well. I mean, I had a coach when I was in in the league that had a big old stack of papers on his de- on his desk every single day that was every article written about the team or the coaches. So these coaches pay attention to this stuff, and it affects their decision making. Um, you know, I got a you know I got a lot of respect for for uh, for John Lynch, and I know he's. He's, uh, he's, he's had a lot of success throughout his career, but this is a situation that it was best for the team because you want that backup, but it wasn't the best thing for your starting quarterback. And he, whether they admit that or not, at the end of the day, they have they got two starters on the roster, um, and they're going to have to deal with a lot of heat if they struggle. Is I don't it? think Trey Lance will have catastrophic struggles, but he's going to have a game or two where it's just not the prettiest thing in the world because he's going through some growing pains. I hope that doesn't turn into a media firestorm to get Jimmy Garoppolo back in there. Wait a minute. There was a coach who had like a clip service and there was clips on his desk, like newspaper clippings and stuff like that? 100%. Every every internet article, online. Rich, if you said something, I promise you it was on there. <laughs> wow. Well, you also know the Shanahan's too, don't you? Um, and, and the offense and maybe their philosophy. I imagine Dad has instilled it in the son who – was obviously not an HC when you were around them. Um, how how is this going to work for Lance? Do you think he's set up with everything to to avoid the struggles that might open the door to all this craziness that we're talking about right now? Yeah, actually, I've listened to what Kyle Shanahan had to say over the past couple months, and I, and I think he's done the best job he can to let Trey Lance and the team and the media know that this is Trey's team. So. When you look at it that way and you look at the weapons that they have on the offensive side of the ball, I do think Trey Lance is set up to succeed. You know, to me, I think he'll have the biggest jump of all the second-year players. When you have a, a, a guy like George Kittle who's on a Hall of Fame track and you got Debo Samuel, probably one of the most versatile offensive weapons in the league, that puts you in a great spot. Then you look at his protection. Yes, they lost some guys up front, but his left tackle is Trent Williams. And I, he was my teammate in Washington, and that guy, he called himself a silverback. Yeah. He's the kind of guy you want going to the club with you because he's going to protect you at all costs. <laughs> he is a dominant football player, 
And I just look at what they did last year, leading the league uh, in yards per, per play with Jimmy Garoppolo making the right decisions. Now you bring in Trey Lance, and he's going to give you a couple 20, 30-yard runs per game that's going to blow up your offense even more. And he's got the arm strength to stretch the field. So I do see that there will be some games or some moments where he struggles, but I think he is set up offensively and defensively. they got a top-five defense. They might have the best defense in the league. Uh, so I think that's a great situation to, to jump into when you're a starting quarterback. Uh, the roster that he has around him is ten times better than any roster I ever had in my career when I was playing the quarterback position. So I don't feel sorry for him there. But he is young. He hasn't played in a really long time or significant snaps in a really long time. So this is going to be a true first experience for him. He's basically a rookie. RG3 here on the Rich Eisen Show. Who's your sleeper team of 2022? Who are you overlooking? Who? Sleeper team that yeah. people are overlooking. I'd have to go with the Miami Dolphins, right, with the Eagles coming in a close second. I just don't think people are overlooking the Eagles anymore after they made all the trades that they did this offseason and brought in the guys they did. But I look at Tua Tungavailoa, and I say this is his opportunity with Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson. You got Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds. I mean, they've done an incredible job. Mike McDaniel down there bringing in talent to allow Tua to put his best foot forward. And if he doesn't, they'll go get a guy next year in the draft, whether it's C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, or a litany of other quarterbacks uh, that'll be coming out uh, next year. Uh, but I look at the Dolphins and I just say, man, the Patriots right now, everybody thinks they're vulnerable. You got the Bills in that division. But the Dolphins almost made the playoffs last year without all of these guys on their roster right now. So it's just a matter of their chemistry throughout the year. But that would be my sleeper pick. And uh, I think Philly's going to do – going to surprise some people as well. I think now the momentum is more so, more so shifting to them as being a Super Bowl contender. Mm. Uh, but earlier in the offseason, it wasn't that way, and I was already singing their praises. And I think Jalen Hurts, is a, he's a natural-born leader. He's a guy that overcomes everything that's ever put in front of him. I think he's going to show, showcase how much he's grown this year. And then which team are you concerned about entering 2022? Which one do you think? Oh, man. The team I'm concerned about? Yeah. Wow. Let's. Uh, I'm going I'm to say two teams, and I'll make it go quick. For it. No, I'm no, not no. Concerned go for about it. Washington. I'm yeah. concerned about Washington because yeah. uh, earlier in the offseason, I thought that they would be a contender, but it was contingent on their defense, not Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz plays like he did last year, Washington will be in the playoff hunt. Uh, but their defense, they really struggle on third down. You know, I, I said this on national TV that if in the preseason and last year, uh, if third down was the money down, then Washington would be broke. They cannot get off the field for whatever reason. Uh, they got four first-rounders on their defensive line, and for some odd reason they can't get teams off the field. Last year they were 32nd in the league on third down. So if they don't fix that, that concerns me a little bit in the NFC East. And then with the Bucks, it's not about Brady. You never doubt Brady. This guy is really unbelievable. Uh, but I, I'm just a little concerned about their offensive line. All the injuries, all the, the guys that have left, Brady left in the middle of the, of the training camp and then decided to come back. Like, he's got a lot of, as he said, he's got a lot of ish going on in his life. He's 45. So that concerns me a little bit, but I'm not willing to truly pick against the Bucks. But what's going on in Washington is really concerning. What about Dallas? What about the Cowboys, Robert? Concerned or you think they, they, they got the, the division uh, in their sights again and should be the favorites there? What about them? Um, I don't think Dallas wins their division. I think Philly wins that division. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about concerns for Dallas, obviously the receiver room is a, is a massive concern. 
because they just don't have a lot of production there. All right, you got CeeDee Lamb who's going to be a number one. I think he will be a true number one. But behind him, uh, they've got a bunch of injuries. So, you know, hey, if you're a Cowboy fan, you got Kevontae Turpin, right? The USFL MVP coming in, returning kicks and punts. But they're really going to have to lean on that running game. And maybe the injuries at receiver will actually make them pick the identity that they, they need to pick, which is run the ball through Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think that's their recipe for success, not having Dak go out there and throw the ball 40 times a game. Before I let you go, Robert Griffin III, I'm going to ask you, college and, and pro, uh, your, your, your pick to win it all in both. Um, college and professional football this year, Robert Griffin III, I give you the floor. What do you got for me? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'll start with the NFL since that's what we're talking about. Yep. My pick to win the Super Bowl is the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. Um I believe they are on a revenge tour. Not just Lamar Jackson, right? He wants to remind everybody, just in case they forgot, that he's the most dynamic offensive weapon in the league. Right? That's running, throwing, whatever you want. He's gonna remind the guys of that. But their defense also struggled last year. They were thirty second in the league against the pass. And I think that's going to have them have a chip on their shoulder. They're healthy now. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year after 26 guys went on IR. I think they're going to come out with a vengeance and actually get it done in the playoffs this year. So that's my pick for the NFL. And then college-wise, I'm going to go with Alabama. And a lot of people are picking Ohio State. Um, you know, I'm in Michigan right now, Rich, uh, just so you know. But I, I'm going to go with Alabama because of Bryce Young and the fact that they used the portal probably better than anyone else in the country. They went and got Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech, who's a dynamic running back, running and catching the ball in the backfield. They went and got uh, Jermaine Burton from Georgia, who beat them uh, in the national championship as a big-time down-the-field receiver. And they got Tyler Harrell, who not many people are talking about, but he's a receiver from Louisville, who averaged 29.3 yards per catch last year. Put it this way, he had 23 catches, I believe, and 593 yards. Talk about a deep threat. I think they've added weapons, and their defense is going to be better this year. So that's my would be my pick for Alabama. But, Rich, talking about uh, – I'm at your alma mater right now, man. Oh. I'm in Ann Arbor just oh. strolling around campus trying to figure out what to do. you got to tell me where to go, man. Well, there's many different places for you to go. Um, you know, gosh, um, uh, you know, if you're into the deli, the Zingerman's Deli is one of the greatest delis in the United States of America. That's number one. Uh, there's the brown jug that used to be good when I was there. I'm, I imagine it's still very good right there as well. Um, those are two good spots, lunch, dinner. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I, I mean, if you're into some other stuff, uh, you know, late night drinking, I don't think you are, Robert. <laughs> you're a dad. You're, you're a husband and a father. You got, you're, you're a corporate man at the Worldwide Leader in Sports, but it's a great spot. That's, oh, God, Ann Arbor's beautiful. What are you doing there? You, you're, yeah, uh, man, I'm, I'm out here. Going to see Jim? Uh, this is my first time you going to see coming Jim? to the big house. I'm calling the game here with oh. Mark Jones. You, oh, you're doing the Colorado State-Michigan game, too? Yeah. Okay. okay. Colorado State well, now you've game. got to stay two more minutes. Tell me what's going on with the quarterback deal. I didn't even know you were calling that game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Know, what, what's going I, I, on I, there? I, I was like, man, I know you're excited about this one, but this is my first time being at the big house, so I, I'm, I'm oh, pretty yeah. I'm trying to soak up everything, including the tailgating, but – Listen, for all the Michigan fans out there, okay. this this is uh, Jim Jim Harbaugh. He's taken a, a page out of Lloyd Carr's book. All right, go back to 1999. Look at what Lloyd Carr did with Tom Brady and, and uh, Drew Henson. Henson. Yeah. 
It, this is exactly the same thing. You have a guy who is a team leader. The players love him. He was voted a captain in Cade McNamara. He does everything at the quarterback position better than J.J. McCarthy, except for being a playmaker. That sounds eerily similar to 1999 to me. Um, I think that this is a modern-age quarterback battle where you're trying to get a guy not to go in the transfer portal, so you're giving them both opportunities to, to make plays for you. And it worked last year. They played them both. They went to the college football playoff. So Harbaugh is, is trying to string this out as long as he possibly can until one guy takes it. So we'll see. Cade starting tomorrow against – I mean, starting on Saturday against uh, Colorado State. We'll see if he can go out and put up some great numbers that, that, that trump whatever McCarthy does uh, in the next game against Hawaii. But that, that is what I believe is going on right now. It's just trying to keep a guy from going in the portal. Okay. So then he, that's, that, that's what I thought too. I mean, McCarthy is he, – he can run it better than, than Cade. That's for sure. And he's a, more of a double threat. Um, I, you know, and I, I, I just hope that McCarthy has more, you know, um, of an upside than Drew Henson showed when he was at Michigan. And I hope uh, Cade McNamara does go to the NFL and become the greatest player of all time. That would be great if the, if that's the way this all plays out for, for Michigan. Exactly. No one, no one thought that Tom Brady would be the greatest of all time when he left Michigan. Mm. But if you go back and, like, look at what he did at Michigan with hindsight being twenty twenty, the markings were all there. Tom Brady had that in him, that comeback ability, that never-quit never attitude. But I think, once again, Harbaugh understands the recruiting probably better than anyone. He's had a lot of top classes recruiting at Michigan. He doesn't want to lose one of these guys that he values so much. Well, I've been on campus in six years, so I'm sure somebody else would, you know, might give you a better sense. Schefter's, you know, uh, been on campus more recently, so maybe he'll give you a better sense of where to go. But um, have a great time. That big house is something else, man. And I, you know, just know you will have my emotions in your hands. Uh, if that game is close, so be careful is all I'm saying <laughs> on Saturday. I look forward to hearing you. This is great. I'm excited for you and me. Oh, appreciate you. Thank you, Rich, man. Appreciate you having me on, brother, let's, as always. Let's God do it bless. again soon. Right back at you. Robert Griffin the third. lot going on. Monday Night Countdown, and he's calling a game in a big house. Amazing. And you know, I mean, he's how good is he? He's he knows this stat, that stat, this guy, that guy. He's got it at his fingertips. He's studied. Awesome. Love seeing what's going on in his career. 844-204-RICH, number dial. We'll take a break, and we'll take your phone calls in a moment right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. On the program, back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, Chrome Soft, best tour ball out there. Also, it's made even uh, me better. It's made the best players better, and it's made everyone better. I'm in the everyone category. I use the Chrome Soft golf balls, the regular Chrome Soft, because it it gives me a better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness. It has the best tour performance for every type of performance, the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. The Chrome Soft X gives you great spin consistency and tour-level short game control. The XLS gives you lower spin golf balls on longer shots, firmer feel, but still with the high spin around the greens that some really top-notch golfers are looking for. It ensures the greatest, highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible for you. So when you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best. It's better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Did you agree, Christopher? TJ? Mike, you can uh, chime in, but I doubt you're paying attention. <laughs> I am paying attention. To what uh, RG3 had to say. Anything, anything else? Uh, here's what he had to say. Had an issue with Russ not insisting on fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. I don't. You don't have a problem with him. I, I have no problem with Russ doing what he did. It's best for him and it's best for his yeah. situation. A good point. Let me what is, he's, what is, He's going to tell the the, the, yeah. uh, the new owners of the team, I'm no, I'm, I, I, if you don't guarantee every last dollar, then I'm going to, my name's going to be mud around, you know, the borough household. Good point. Herbert, I need to do it for Herbert. I'm going to start off my new my new tenure with my new team and my new benefactors. Also, Rich Russ is kind of that way, and not really? quite in a Brady situation, but he has a, a pretty high two income household as well. No, I know. So that. maybe that had something to do with them not like. That's what I'm just saying. You know. It's just like you know, there's two ways to do it. I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to still be insanely happy and insanely rich, and everybody knows that I'm on board. Let's ride. <laughs> Um, or That's you right. know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna strike a blow for the rest of the players in the league. Now RG3 is a former player in the league. I'm a guy who just talks about it for a living and has been covering the league for almost two decades. And my answer is like he's got to get his. That's his. He's gonna start. A, let's ride, everybody. I'm here in Denver. Let's ride. I've got my family saying, let's ride. Let's all ride. Um, not until though I get every last dollar guaranteed because I've got the rest of the league to consider about. I got to ride with them too. So when I say let's ride, it's not just us and let's ride, but I'm not ready to ride yet. I can't saddle up yet for the long term until you give me every last dime guaranteed. Chris, how do you feel on that subject? Uh, I feel like Russ cares about at this point in his career, he's got the Super Bowl. He cares about probably making the Hall of Fame and winning another Super Bowl. Maybe not in that order. So taking the fully guaranteed dollars probably limits who he can get as teammates Potentially. in the next seven years Maybe. to help him do that. So by taking a little bit less, probably could he ask for $200 million guaranteed and got it? Yeah, probably. But 165 nothing to shake a stick at. And well, he still gets a lot of his money and can still help Denver mold a team around him to contend. 
I'm assuming that's what it is. Again, we're not capologists. We need one in the RS cons- RES consulting department. We do need a capologist. I think, I, I think yeah. right now... Because um, math is not our strong suit. That's definitely not... Well, we were the ones who couldn't, we who couldn't even add up to 54 the other day. Yeah, yeah. we really That's a problem. That yeah, we, we're grown men who That's can't a problem. When, we're, when we go to NFL front office and say, you should hire us. Well, who's your capologist? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, let me look around here. Do we have Jay one? Um, no. <laughs> well, hey, Jay Felly does run a successful business. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. At this point, he that's might true. be the capologist. I think Denver's going to be a lot better than people think. Maybe definitely better than you think. So... I think I, this is a good move all around. My opinion on Denver is I need to see it to believe it, not that they're going to be awful. I'm not sitting here saying, as one of, as, as someone in, on a show like this would say, Denver's got no shot. You I think they're fourth it. in that division, though? Going in, I do. Yeah, so? Because they're the ones with the new situation. Right. New coach, new quarterback. Right. Got, got right. It. And that usually adds up to inconsistency in a division that's really deep. That's all I'm saying there. John Lynch and you and Chris Brockman's Burning Questions Hour 2. But that consistency still here on YouTube. is usually with new coach rookie quarterback, not new coach 10-year veteran yes. Super Bowl champ yes. on the Hall of Fame path quarterback. Yes. So that's why I have a little more faith in Denver. And I have Russ in fantasy. So Ravens I'm, I'm as the, And what about the Ravens as the Super Bowl that champion? Was, uh, that got me to look hey up now. and uh, raise an eyebrow. That would be... A similar situation to Joe Flacco wanting to get paid, it would be, and there was if, and there was a yeah. there was a a conversation that did not wind up with a right. contract prior to the season, and Steve Bashotti saying, "You earn it, I'll pay it, and I know you can hold me over a barrel, but you do it." And what what happened was that, and so RG three saying it'll be something similar. The defense will be better. They hopefully won't for them. Knock on, you know, loose side here. Uh, going to have 26 players placed on injured reserve, including their entire running back room in the next 10 days, as happened last year. So he's throwing that out there. Ravens have the seventh, um, eighth best Super Bowl odds at the moment, 20 to 1. Man, Not bad a lot value. of food for thought from Robert Griffin III, who's calling the Colorado State at Michigan opener. Chris Fowler is calling the Notre Dame-Ohio State contest on Saturday night. He just called Serena's remarkable win at Ash last night at the U.S. Open. He's an hour three. John Lynch coming up when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show.